Okay, cool. All right, so, uh, let's do intro. I don't even know what I'm going to say for my intro. This is how unpredictable these freaking live streams can get. Oh, well. Um, what is up, Rinku Army and wrestling fans across the world? I am Marie Shadows. I am the host and the creator of the Square Circle Podcast. And this is a weekly wrestling chat where we get to talk about all things wrestling, especially wrestling that happens, you know, behind the scenes, uh, whatever news we get. And our thoughts about, like, general shows and everything, we do have a, like, a schedule or an agenda, whatever you want to call it, about the topics we're going to be covering, which would be the WWE releases, talk a little bit about NXT 2.0, and, like, women's wrestling. Then we'll get into AEW Full Gear, because I want to do some fantasy booking, and then we'll talk everything New Japan Pro Wrestling, because at the end of the day, that's definitely my company to go towards and to cheer on. And uh, joining me, we have Reverend. Reverend, what is up, man? How is it going? I'm good. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for joining. Right. I know that um we're going to begin with uh the WWE releases and uh it's been really unfortunate that people got released from WWE even though it's really not to be surprised just because uh you know WWE does WWE things. That's that's what I say. Uh but I know you wanted to talk about the releases, so uh go ahead. The the floor is yours. <laughs> what can I say about the man? It's still gradually coming back a bunch of cuts, quote unquote, bunch of cuts, and still, really, we all know that they're going to sell. We all know that that Vince is probably going to sell his company. We all know that it could happen. But with what happened when the superstars that were released, Every shit in one of them. They played his beautiful bride. Mia Yip, Scarlett Bernard, Sean Cross, Nia Jax, it was a surprise. I mean, so many more talented, you know, prevalent people actually getting released. From Eva Marie getting released too. Be fair, get Ty Valkyrie game. The whole Ty Valkyrie thing, I did not even see that coming. I did not even see that coming. Like, really? For a lot of reasons. Do I feel surprised about it? Yes, yes, I do. But what I don't feel surprised about is that Jack's actually getting released to the Hermes out. I mean, she's had to deal with Hermes out. Nobody was going to help her. Nobody was going to support her. At the end of the day, she did have a few. She did have a few matches. She has been a, she, she has had a few bumps on the road because, because of in, 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 in ability, because of her being a big girl and everything. But she has tried best in the square circle. But a lot of people need to realize is that it wasn't entirely her fault at the end of it. It was just miscommunication. So as wrestling fans, we gotta support, you know, these wrestlers through this tough time, through these tough times. And 
the same can be said for the Ring of Honor, MLW, New Japan. Even even with even with Ring of Honor being currently closed for the time being, but they'll be back in 2022. Yeah, man. Um, it's pretty shocking at this point that um, you know, WWE is still making cuts. But um, hey, Square Circle Countdown, what's up? Glad you're here in the chat. Um, I'm using the chat on my phone for the moment. Um, I don't have like two different screens to like be like, hey, what's up? But anyway, uh, yeah, these WWE releases are like you know still shocked to me. Uh, initially, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you release certain people? Like, you know, they were getting the ball rolling with Karrion Cross and, and Scarlet. So it was like, why would you release them? You were getting the ball rolling with um, Heath Lee. Eventually, Mia Kim was probably going to come back and do something. So why would you release them? Nia Jax getting released because they didn't want to give her uh, more time for her mental health. It's sort of shitty in a way, but at the same time, it is business, and that's really unfortunate that I have to, like, back it up with, like, it's business, but she's one of, like, your biggest people there that can definitely pose a threat and be good in the storyline. She just wanted, you know, extra time, but I guess WWE didn't want to, like, pay her for, you know, trying to get back on track to a healthy uh, mental uh, state. Um, who else am I surprised by? Uh... Oh, Aaron Smith is, is, is another one. Who? Aaron Smith is another one. Oh, yeah. Harry Smith. Um, but I, honestly, when uh, Harry Smith was like, oh, I'm at like a dark uh, match, um, I didn't really see much for him in terms of creative to be like, all right, what is he really going to do? You know, like, WWE has their favorites when it comes to like wrestling families. And like, I don't see them pushing, um, you know, Harry Smith. And then obviously he's gone. And it's like, what? <laughs> Um, uh, her name is B-Fab, right? Yeah, B-Fab from, uh, Hit Row. Yo, B-Fab made, um, Hit Row. Like, you know, she, she helped Hit Row. And I think that, like, by not having her in the team, it hurts the team in the end. Like, I really enjoyed the whole entire Hit Row, um, them coming out and, you know, um, rapping and stuff like that like i enjoy that i didn't think that she needed to go that could have been their answer to aw's uh jade cargo because they both look similar and then you could uh you could picture the whole world for them you and, know and, it, and it's also and it's also a kind of kind of a and it's also kind of a you know clap back to you know the acclaim as well yeah even though i'm not I'm not really an acclaimed fan because I'm like, you know, I got to hear better bars, but I will give Max Caster his due and his props for the bars he dropped on, on Brian Danielson. So I will give him that. But other than that, I am not a fan of the acclaimed. Um, I'm just, I'm just not. It's just, it, you know why? Because it doesn't come across as authentic whenever, you know, they like drop raps and stuff like that it just doesn't come up like that it's like bro the 90s called and they want you know their rap style back like you need to get like a new rap style that's just me um even even with me even with me being a part of the 90s you know era of hip-hop you know i grew up with Tupac. i grew up with biggie i grew up with ll cool j and, and you know eminem i grew up with all these guys that that have been long since passed or or even coming up, you know, I 
I've grown up with these guys. Uh-huh. I've grown up with these guys. So pretty much mad respect to, to Max Caster and, and Anthony Bowens and Hit Row as well. I mean, mad props to they're they're the future of wrestling. But to be fair, even if even if they don't get the respect that they deserve, it's the respect that they need right now. Yeah, definitely. Um so I don't know what happened. I'm trying to make sure that everything across the board is working as smoothly as possible. I am sorry. I popped out like the the, the freaking we, YouTube we, chat. We are we are coming close. We are coming close to our next to our next to our next proposition of of full gear. And also we have we have the NXT, we have NXT 2.0 as well. Yeah. And we also have so, Japan as well. Yeah, so we can um transition into NXT 2.0, which I'll just quickly ask you, um, how are you enjoying the product? How am I enjoying the product? How am I let, let me be frank about it. Uh-huh. I've been I've been seeing bits and pieces of it and and let me tell you it is it is definitely a step up a little bit. It's a step up because you have guys like Baron, who's the nephew, the nephew uh, of Rick, who's the, nep- who's the nephew of Scott Steiner, and, and the son of Rick Steiner. Now, now to be fair, to be fair, Bronx definitely, Bronx definitely has Yeah, um, but you know, they can't do it because uh like Steiner is part of their like actual real name, which is like Rick Rickensteiner. It's it's a little complicated at that point. Um for me personally, I'm enjoying NXT 2.0. I don't have like a crazy um you know uh thing about it. Like for the first time. Um, I am not angry about something in professional wrestling that I want to, like, uh, sort of fix in a way. Um, I'm more used to, like, all right, this is bad. This is how you fix it. But NXT 2.0 is something different. It feels different. It feels like its own thing. Um, but, yeah, I'm not really, like, you know, um, I just want you to watch it now. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention mention there that I said that about like the women issues and stuff like that about women's wrestling. Toxic stable, toxic stable with Mandy Rose and with Mandy Rose and. Yeah, um, I think that it works. Um, but this is just to like address you know, the anger that's on Twitter and I'm trying to find the perfect way to, like, you know, um, first of all, I am, like, a totally different girl. I think different. Um, I don't take things, like, very seriously. Um, well, I do take things seriously. I don't really get offended as easily. I should say that. Um, so, just to put it out there for, like, context, WWE wasn't really into like women's wrestling because throughout the years of WWE, even when in the early days 
of professional wrestling, women were just seen as like the side piece to a wrestler. They were seen as either the manager, the valet, maybe um, an interviewer all the way back in the day. Um, and then only now are we really seeing the work that all of our voices, our female voices, along with like men voices, to be like, hey, you know, we want actual women wrestling. We actually want women's stories. And they have given it to us just to quiet us down. But they have given it to us. That's why that's why we got the women's evolution. Um, but, you know, in NXT 2.0, they're doing something edgier to attract fans and views. Because if you're not attracting fans and views, your product is going to die. And that's the last thing WWE wants. Um, so I don't think that when, um, it, if you hear my cat in the background, she's calling for whatever she wants. Anyway, I swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know, I know. Um, but, you know, the women are going to be attractive. Um, I think that's why toxic attraction, toxic attraction works because sometimes we're not seeing that side of, sexiness that sometimes could be missing entertainment because you have to remember that wwe programming it's like watching like an hbo show a showtime show a netflix show where there's constant like sex appeal and stuff like that and people are talking about it um i just think that if you want a better woman's product out there from wwe people like us who comment on wwe need to really stop commenting on it and just write it out because if you're not giving it any type of publicity, then that's a way for them to listen to you. Rather than being angry for every little thing, every little comment, and not really putting in the work to be like, I am stopping to really watch this. This is not uh, fun for me. Therefore, you know, let me go support other things. Thunder Rosa is doing a fantastic job with the women with Mission Pro Wrestling. Um, I'm sorry, my, my, my freaking cat. Always, always, always. Shout out, shout out, shout out to Thunder Rosa for, for doing for doing a thing and, and and kicking ass. Yeah. Um. Always when I when I want to go live, like pets, man, pets are the worst at the moment. All right, I'm just gonna let her stay there. Anyone in the chat is gonna be like, "What am I complaining about?" But all right, Rev, I'm gonna need you to take over. I, I got I got to go rescue a freaking kitten. <laughs> All right. So with everything that is happening in the wrestling in the wrestling business, we have we have New Japan Pro Wrestling and Full Gear on deck. Full Gear. We have a chance for featuring. Well, just recently announced this past Friday on AEW Rampage. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. That match, in my opinion, is going to be a classic. That is going to be a full-out Dragon Spot slash Dragon Ball kind of esque brawl. That swear to God, I hope those, I hope Eddie Kingston and CM Punk kick each other's ass. I hope they kick ass and tear their freaking house down. All right. As for the other matches, what can you say about that? All right, hold on, hold on. Before CM Punk and Eddie Kingston fights. Okay, before we get to that, right? Do you see this creature? 
YouTube. This creature wants all of my attention. Okay? I told her I was going to be live streaming, and she's like, all right, cool, I'll go to sleep. No. This one didn't go to sleep, so I had to go, like, rescue her from doing something she's not supposed to do. And then now she's meowing at me to be like, let me go. Let me go. But is this person, you hear her? She's adorable. But, like, you know, I told her that I'm going to live stream. Can I please live stream? I love you, but I need to live stream. You can stay there and not be a pain. Thank you. Yes. Um, we got a little pet action, if that makes more sense. Before we move on to that, um, let me just read the chat, because I don't want to forget about the chat. Um, That's weird. All right. So we're going <laughs> to... We're going to go up to uh, Square Circle Countdown did say uh, Hit Row was unique and different. Their version of promos by singing rap songs was great. I totally appreciate that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, and then he also followed it up with Damn Shame that they whacked B-Fab before they could take off. Obviously, right? Because she, she was a freaking future of that. Um, uh, that's why I future Endeavor WWE for my countdown. I've had enough of the product. See, be like Square Circle Countdown. Like, future Endeavor WWE from your review shows, so that way they can understand why people want change. If you're still being angry about it, and I totally get it, being angry gets you views, it gets you clicks, it gets you clickbait. I totally get that. We all need to make a living from doing this. But if you really, truly believe in a product that you love so much, sometimes you have to let it go for it to change and for them to get it. If you're still... Uh, complaining about it, they're not going to change. Um, Square Circle Countdown also said 2.0 isn't hitting for him. That's totally okay. All good. And then we have Joey M8, which is a cool dude. He's he's mostly on my Twitter timeline. He says, hi. Thanks for joining the chat, by the way. Uh, Square Circle Countdown says, oh yeah, that's what I did. I'm not watching WWE for now and hoping they get better. Until then, I can't watch it. Um, and then, obviously, Joey's like, Team Cat. What's everybody talking about? What's everybody talking about? Me, uh, me helping out. What's they saying about me? Helping, helping you out with this. Um, I mean, nothing new has popped up in the chat. I mean, you're doing a great job in helping me out. Especially when I had to go save my cat from doing something stupid. Um, <laughs> and again, she, she didn't, she didn't listen to me at all. I thought we had an agreement, cat. I, I really want a dog. I don't want a cat. Um. Anyway. Alright. Good job, cat. Stay there. Don't you do anything stupid. Um. But yeah, that's just my take on like the women issues. If you really want to support women's wrestling, you support Thunder Rosa. You support um, uh, women's wrestling that's going to be coming out soon. You support like anything else that Stardom. includes stardom. Yeah, stardom. They are fucking guilty. They are fucking guilty. With the green, man. Yeah, I, I wish I can uh, watch Stardom, but I don't have like enough money to like have Stardom and um freaking New Japan. By the way, uh, Square Circle Count that says your guess is really low. Um, hey, how how low is he? Cause uh, and Impact Wrestling has the best women's roster around. Um, really, cause I don't know how low he is. Um, cause I'm, I'm using a direct mic. I don't know if I need to, um, mm. I don't have any breaks at the moment to fix this. Uh, 
you know what? Uh, we are going to take a short break while I fix that. Thank you, Square Circle Countdown, for um, mentioning that he's low. Um, so, yeah, give me one second, guys. Um, let me... I... They said that that he's low. Um, I don't know how to bring him up. All right, I got it. I know how to fix it now. All right. Uh, give me one second. We're not back yet. I need to do it from you. Oh, there it is. Okay. Got it. Um, okay, so hold on. All right, so we should be good this time. Uh, so I raised your volume, so awesome. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, 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 so hold on. Um, oh yeah, so start, um, so start speaking so that way Squared Circle Countdown can know. Just say whatever. What's up? What's up, Square? What's up, Square Circle Podcast? It's your boy, Revenant Resurrected, or Rev. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think you should be good because I raised yours yours up a lot. All right. So, um, but yeah, like I was saying, support all women's wrestling. If you don't want to support WWE, it's totally okay. They'll eventually get it. Let's move on because I don't know how many times I have to reinforce the point. Let's go to AEW. Um, all right, so Square Circle Countdown says that you're better. Cool. So I, I fixed you. it. All right, he says thank you. Uh, sorry about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you brought up the question to me about um, Eddie Kingston versus Punk. Now... For people that have been following my podcast and been hearing me on other podcasts, I am no longer a CM Punk fan. I will save you guys the story. I'm not going to get into it. But I once was. But when you go up against a New Yorker like Eddie Kingston, don't sleep on us. I'm from New York. Don't sleep, don't sleep on New York because I'm bound with people from New York, man. They are fucking nuts. They're fucking nuts. In a good way. They're fucking nuts in a good way. So yep. don't sleep on New York. Don't sleep on Cali either. Don't sleep on Cali either. Yeah, but for this for this match, Eddie Kingston better get the win because for some reason, when it comes to AEW and like New Yorkers, when is the last time New Yorkers really got a win? And I'm not talking about the 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 squash matches that um, Santana and Ortiz would have on AEW Dark. That does not count to me at all. But seriously, where are my New Yorkers in AEW? Like, where are their wins? So Eddie Peaks had better get a win over Punk only because I am biased because I don't want Punk to win. Man, for me, if I got to be honest about this, it's not from my personal perspective, but this is from me being a guest. If I got to choose between Punk or, or Kingston, I got to go Kingston on this one. See, Kingston for the both of us. Um, the rest of the card match, if I can like see it here, um, we do have uh, Britt Baker taking on uh, Tay Conti for the championship belt. Unfortunately, I AEW Women's Championship. Yeah, my pick. My pick 
it's still it's still gonna be around Rick Baker as well. From Hayden and and Rebel Gibson. Yeah, it's just a no contest at, at this point. Yeah, um Unfortunately, I see it as Britt is going to be retaining it. I think they have someone else in mind to take the belt off of her. I really wish it would be like Thunder Rosa to do it um, just because they have like an excellent chemistry going and Thunder Rosa has been putting in the work ever since. Um, you know, like, I, I'm i going to have to go with Britt on this one. Sorry, Tay Conti, and sorry to all the Tay Conti fans who are like, you know, uh, love that girl. She's really good, but Britt is retaining that title. Um, I can't see it here. Uh, I see we have uh, Brian Danielson and Miro, right? They're fighting, right? Yes. Yes, they are fighting for the TNT championship. Well, well, not the TNT title, but they are fighting for the right for the AEW World Heavyweight title. Oh. Oh, because, because of the, the freaking... Uh, Tournament eliminator, right? Yep. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, you almost confused the hell out of me. I was like, what? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I do know that Miro um has a really good promo. Um, I I don't know. Uh, what's your pick? Ooh. Personally, if I gotta choose, because those two have had. A great time together because they faced each other before. They faced each other in WWE as as their as their former aliases, their former SD names. I had to remember that. Brian because because of speed game. So really, I I gotta pick. All right, so you're picking. You say you're picking Brian, right? Yes. All right. Um, I'm gonna have to pick Miro only because I'm like, either way for both of them, it's too early for a shot. Um, just just my thing because I want to fantasy book in a little bit, but I'm gonna have to go with with, with Miro. Um, because of the size, power, and strength. Um, and then I see we have FTR versus uh, Lucha Bros. Uh, do you have any uh backstory on this to catch me up? Man, but for that. That they, they actually they actually spoke they actually got and, and this is for FTR they actually got the AAA tag team titles a couple of weeks ago a couple of weeks ago from from the Lucha Bros because they were paid because they were paid not just by not just by Andrade El Idolo but they were also they were also ordered by MJF. Take the titles off off the Lucha Bros. So honestly, it, it culminated with not just not just the the animosity, but they wanted the AEW tag team titles back. So with that being said, they the Lucha Bros finally came and gave FTR a chance for the AEW World Tag Team Titles, and I gotta put my money on on. Oh, okay. So wait, the Lucha Bros are still tag team champions. Yes. Okay. Tag team champs and the Triple H tag team champs are. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, I'm gonna probably just go with 
Lucha Brothers uh, retaining as well, only because, I mean, what's the point of giving it to FTR? Like, I love those guys. Those guys are really great in the ring, but ever since, um, uh, ever since they lost to the Young Bucks, um, it basically, like, I'm just, I just lost interest. Um, just so you know, um, I will get to everything in the chat after we're done with the predictions and stuff. Uh, we're almost, we're almost done with that. Uh, we have MJF versus Darby. Um, again, another one where I'm like, why is this happening? Why does it need to happen? Like, why do these two need to cross paths? But I'm just going to quickly go and be like... gonna go with mjf and call it as that like it's just one of those things of like why do we need this um exactly i don't know why we need this and then we have a tag team match of the super click versus um jungle boy luchasaurus and christian super quick as well like i don't i don't really care um i really don't um next is um the inner circle versus the freaking american top team i don't give a shit about this no no i don't give a i, I don't give I, I don't give two craps i don't give two shits about it either i'm just i'm just picking inner circle just to end this damn feud yeah, which, by the way, um, you know, if AEW actually did listen to the fans, right, Dan Lambert would right. not be in a square circle. As much as we complain and we're like, yo, you could use that time for, for women, for developing women's segments, whether that's backstage, in the ring, or whatever it is, if AEW actually listened to us via Twitter, like he says he does, he would have not had... Dan Lambert and American Top Team doing this whole shit because it's like to me I look at it like he's trying to attract UFC fans as well to get that casual viewer to watch wrestling when all UFC fans for years they're like yo you watch some fake ass shit so why would you want to get UFC fans over to like the wrestling side like it makes no fucking sense anyway and then Scorpio Sky could be on his own, and Scorpio Sky could be a really major contender as a singles wrestler, and then Ethan Page the same way. But again, I don't really think Tony Khan really listens to us, because if he did, Dan Lambert would not be there. The rest of the UFC fighters will not be there, um, because not every UFC fighter can transition to be a wrestler. Um, and that's totally okay, totally fine. But again, you know, we could have used that time for more women development. Uh, better storylines for the women, just better all around. So with that, I'm just like, um, we don't need American Top Team. Uh, after this is done, it should be done. Inner Circle should eventually break up. I don't know when that's going to happen, 
But yeah, that's just my take on it. Like, I really don't think Tony Khan really listens to us as he says he does because Dan Lambert is still there. Um, before we get to the main event, let me go back up to um the chat to read stuff on Square Circle Countdown. Unless Corey, I'm uh, not Corey. Unless uh, Rev, you wanna um interject. My brain is moving too fast. I apologize. Nah, nah. I'll, see, honestly, though, you, you're not wrong. You're not wrong about everything. You're not wrong about about the uh, about the predictions. You're not wrong about you know about about the Dan Lambert thing. And I mean, literally, Dan Lambert is in the home, you know, with the millennial thing. And me being a millennial myself, but me living with my family, me living with my family for, for a lot of reasons. But this is mainly me because I'm I'm not just lazy, I'm just I'm just thinking I'm thinking of a positive or constructive way to, to handle things if I'm in the real world. Okay? People need to stop judging people need to stop judging the millennial generation, which is our generation, first off, stop, stop, stop saying that, that we're lazy, stop saying that we're lazy and, and we don't do anything, I mean, yes, yes, we do have lazy traits, but at least I'm one of the millennials that actually has a brain and that actually knows what the fuck he's talking about, even if it's fucking bad, I don't care. Yep, um, just very, I, I agree with all of that, dude, I really do, um, because sometimes, you know, you're not lazy for the fact of, like, not doing anything, sometimes people develop and go at their own pace, rather than at the pace of everyone else, you know, um, I may do things, I may do things a little bit more quicker than, like, Rev does, and Rev may do quicker things than I would do, you know, like, this is how we're all different, yet we all have the same goal of, trying to be better for ourselves and trying to make the best out of, like, life, you know? Uh, we don't need Dan Lambert to fucking, like, poke the bear and be like, oh, you guys are all lazy, you're this, you're that. Like, don't be condescending. Like, AEW was supposed to be, like, inclusive and, like, make you feel good. It doesn't feel good when someone is saying condescending shit to you when they don't know you, and you shouldn't really take offense to it, but at the same time, like, it shouldn't be the focus of every single promo that he comes out to. The only good, um, especially if it's not satire, you know, uh, going going back to like uh, NXT uh, 2.0, we have uh, Gacy, right? Is that, is, that, is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so you have him, right? He's doing the whole like woke type of gimmick to like make a safe space for like the ring and stuff. That's not satire. The reason why I'm not upset at him is because I know it's satire and it's making fun of everybody on Twitter that, like, wants to be woke and wants to, like, help at every fucking second. Dan, Dan Lambert, on the other hand, is like, you know that shit is not satire. You know somewhere deep down inside that, like, he feels that way, you know? And, yeah, that makes promos a little bit more believable, but, again, AEW is supposed to be fun. Dan Lambert's segments with the MMA with wrestling crossover is not fun. Like, this should have never really happened. We should have never really had a program that lasted, what, maybe like six months? I may be exaggerating. But, like, it feels like that. It should not be like that. I want story, AEW. You guys can tell great stories. And, by the way, if you ever need a writer, you can just contact me. My DMs are always open. 
I always gotta put myself over because that's what I like. Um, let me let me go to the chat. Um, uh, this is also Square Step of Countdown. Uh, he has FTR all the way. Um, they deserve everything they get. They're the best tag team today, and I love their traditional tag team values. I do too. Um, yeah, FTR does have the AAA titles. Um, it's for the Lucha Bros AEW tag titles. Uh, they do have the shortest uh, tag team reign in, in the company, meaning FTR, which is which is sad. It's super sad. Um, let's see. Square Step Countdown picked Darby for the win against uh, MJF. Um, he picked Super Eclipse. Uh, just more heat on them. Uh, he picked Inner Circle for the win, and he's also over the MMA wrestling cross uh, crossover. And um, yeah, and I agree with Square Step Countdown that uh, realism um, is always better. I totally get that. But don't like take it to the extent of um, yo, we should um, like uh, be condescending to everybody. Like, no, I'm there to watch a show to escape a shitty reality for like two for two hours, and you're gonna criticize me and say condescending shit like you know my mother would. Nah, we ain't fucking doing that shit. This is why Dan Lambert doesn't need to be an AEW. Um. Anyway, let's move on. I have a special. I have a special question to you, Rev, because I asked this on, on, on Twitter, um, and it kind of got like a really good reaction uh, for it. So the question is, right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set it up because um, you know how we have this whole story of Hangman and Kenny, this whole entire story going on, right? So. The one year, the one week story. Yeah. Story. So everybody is like, uh, if they give the belt to Hangman, it's predictable. If Kenny Omega cheats to win, it's predictable, right? So here's my question. What happens if Hangman Adam Page cheats to win? Ooh. If that happens, if that happens, knowing that, knowing that, with the Dark Order of Hell, Yeah, um, you know, I only posed that because everyone was saying the predictable stuff. 
well, you know, Hangman has been going through all these obstacles and, you know, feeling very doubtful and not really uh, confident until, like, you know, not so long ago. And I think that, like... He's just like me. He's just like me. He's just like me. Not, not confident. In case, you know, working to, to, to his freaking future. what I usually drink because I usually drink these pills till I pass out or or completely but nothing like that. But to to be fair, I'm different from from Hangman. I'm different from Hangman because I know I know what it's like to be to be on the lonely and talk to these people out there. But for now, but but for now I'm gonna Always do your best. Always make the best choice that is best for you. Even if, even if it's the hard one. Even if you're helping your nieces and nephews. Even if you're helping your family out. Just do the best you can. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's definitely the most that anyone could do. Anyone, anyone can ask for. Um. But. Like I was saying that um, the only reason why I asked that question on Twitter is because everyone is looking at, at the predictableness. But no one would ever think yeah. that Hangman would cheat. And I would pose that because after all the shit he endured, you sort of want to like cheat the cheaters because you learn from your mistakes. You learn from your loss. And you're like, oh, these guys are not going to get the one up on me. And you can be sort of sneaky with it. Um Hangman Adam Page has this new confidence about him to take on Kenny Omega. And, you know, we all said it throughout the years. Kenny has these insecurities. And so that sort of plays in the back of his mind. So imagine someone with confidence coming up to you while you have these insecurities. And, you know, that could definitely trip up Kenny Omega. And if it does, Hangman better take full advantage of it, whether he has to cheat or not. A win is a win. A win is a win. It doesn't matter. The same way that Kenny cheated to win the AEW title in December, Hangman could do it. And that could be the start of planting a Hangman uh, heel turn because I personally don't think a year, two years of drinking and whining and self-pity creates dynamic characters. I need something more for Hangman Page. I need to see a turning point in Hangman Page because a smile that gets you a pop um, can only take you but so far. And I know that Hangman can definitely um, use a different character layer to uh, what he already is doing. And I definitely want him to prove Jay White wrong when he faced Jay White in 2017, uh, March 24th, 2017, at um, New Japan. Um, This is when they were in uh, Cali. And he was facing him for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion and Heavy Title. Yeah. Specifically. This is yeah. in LA. This is in LA specifically where where all the voice actors like Stephanie Sherry and and all of them were, were at. And basically this is exactly why this is exactly why everybody's been doubting everybody's been doubting, you know, hangman to the point because literally he hasn't grabbed he hasn't he hasn't had, you know, the full confidence. He hasn't had, you know, the full determination that he's had and he hasn't had a chance 
had become a champion like a singles champion, a full-on singles champion. He's only been a fan champion for multiple for multiple times throughout his career, whether it's NJPW or or freaking Ring of Honor, or even to a point, or even to a point, you know, with with AEW. Yeah, and so, um, you know, during the back and forth uh, promos that they had for like the press conference, Jay White destroyed the shit out of Hangman Adam Page. So this is why I'm I'm saying, and this is why sometimes AEW fans can get a little blinded and a little annoying because it's like, jaded, a little bit jaded, sure, a little bit jaded. I guess when you really talk out, when you talk out of turn and they get offended. Um, I just don't, I just don't really, I just don't really, uh, like, use that term a lot. But someone like me who's been watching professional wrestling for, like, the longest and accomplished things in the wrestling business, like, I know what I'm talking about, and when I follow things, I know what I'm talking about as well. So, like, Hangman has all these obstacles put in front of him. Uh, he obviously did not defeat Jay White to get the IWGP, uh, U.S. title at that time, but they had an amazing match. Um, but just the fact that JY would say certain things to him, which are fact of him, uh, you know, being in Cody's shadow, being in the Buck's shadow, and all this stuff that was happening with him, because essentially it does look like Hangman plays second fiddle to like everyone else in front of him. And so, with all that experience leading up to Kenny Omega now in 2021, this is why I would advocate for him to just cheat a little bit to prove all of his. saying is that because Hangman has been through all of this stuff, you know in the back of his mind it bothers the hell out of him. So all I'm asking is for, um, you know, something small. It doesn't have to be a really big cheat to win in your face. It could be a very small cheat to win um, small, you know, all pun intended, um, just because of, um, you know, I want him to have more character to uh, what he's already presenting us. I don't think drinking a beer after every match is very helpful in terms of story, in terms of development. Yeah, sure, Austin did it, but, you know, it, it was a different time, different era. I guess I'm going to say that. But other than that, like, that's the one question I posed about, you know, what if he cheats? Now, let's go to some fantasy booking. What happens if uh, Adam Cole, right? What happens if Adam Cole turns on Kenny Omega and sides with Hangman Adam Page? Because we can... If that happens, if that happens, that is retro-freaking-tuesday. That is retro-mission because I've actually been playing this scenario in my head. I've been playing this scenario in my head ever since, ever since, ever since Adam left the Ring of Honor 
for for WWE like really planning revenge is a dish that's very cold yeah um so you know think about it AEW fans if you're watching this and you're an AEW fan um in the day in Ring of Honor, right? So, uh, Kenny Omega at the time was over in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was representing the Bullet Club and uh, taking on, I think this would have been the time he was taking on, like, Okada and, like, the really awesome, like, series he had. It should have been around that time. Uh, while in the States, you have Adam Cole and the Young Bucks and they form their own team. So, what you're seeing now in AEW programming is them trying to recapture the glory days of uh, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. And this is because like, Kenny Omega will be like a little hesitant to tag in Adam Cole and to like really be friends with him because he knows. He knows that eventually Adam Cole is going to come for him, whether or not he has the title, but he's going to come for him because it's kind of fucked up that when they killed off Adam Cole for BTE for him to go to WWE, that there was no mention of him, no like, hey, how's it going, no check-ins. And then all of a sudden, when he comes to AEW and he gets resurrected, he's like, oh shit, what year is it? Where am I? Oh, I want to talk to Hangman Adam Page. And the Young Bucks stop him from doing that. So, you know, what's not to say that someone shows him the clip of him dying and being like, what the fuck happened, right? You know, um... This is where story comes into play, and I know that the Young Bucks and Kenny can tell a wonderful story, but it's not really hitting because everything else that's happening in AEW is such a huge fucking distraction that I'm like, yo, I can't focus on, like, one story that I want to love. And this story, it will be, like, really great, and it'll take, like, one of the awards, but just wait until full gear comes, whether Hangman is cheating or not, or Adam Cole is going to strike hard and strike fast. And then just turn on everybody and be like, you know, uh, he's in it for himself. Yeah. 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 Um, that's like, that's like the only like fantasy booking I was going to be having with like AEW. Because honestly, I want the Hangman and Kenny storyline to be done. Because I followed it for a very, very long time. And no AEW fans, it did not start in AEW. It started all the way back in 2016 to 2017 when Ring of Honor had the partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So please do not come into my mentions and be like, oh, it's only AEW. No, the world is bigger than AEW. Um, I just had to get that out there. Like, the world is bigger than that, guys. Like, you know. Um, let's move on. To Clarification for everybody who's in chat, and a clarification for everybody who's on Twitter, who's on Facebook, who's on Snapchat, or Instagram. Um, Before we move on, Square Circle Countdown said, it's weird that Bully Ray said it's too early for Paige to win the AEW title. Um, You know, one day, and I hope you guys are listening to this and you watch this, um, throw me in the hat so that way I can, like, be a guest with, uh, Bully Ray and David and, like, help them out with some booking, uh, storylines and decisions. Um, see, I get where Bully Ray is coming from, where he says that it's too early to put the belt on Heyman Adam Page. The only reason why I would agree, like, 15% of that is because when Heyman took the time off, to have his son and be with his wife, again, congratulations that you're a father. There was no 
poking of Hangman Adam Page through Kenny Omega through promos. So when he comes back, that fucking momentum is dead, even though it's not. But technically, it's dead. And I'm like, yo, you should have still had like some jabs in your promos, Kenny, to you know make people remember. You know, that's the only reason why I understand where Bully Ray is coming from. But I'm I'm done with this. I need Hangman to have the belt, and I need the next chapter or whatever to to really happen. Um, so people and a lot of people said that oh, grabbing the belt is bad omen. Oh, grabbing the belt is bad omen. We get it. We get it already, guys. Um, shut the fuck up. Wait, shut the fuck up. But you do know that grabbing the bow is a WWE thing, which, again, when AEW is like, yo, we're going to get away from AEW, uh, WWE and we're not doing WWE things, what do you do? Hangman holds the bow. They switch it up. They switch it up. They do WWE things. Yep. And no one believes me. No one fucking believes me. Or they don't want to listen to me. It's okay. Anyway, um, Square Circle Countdown says uh, Hangman and Omega. Oh, wait, hold on. Hangman and Omega storyline has been a slow burn. Which, by the way, I don't mind slow burns. Don't think I don't think I don't like it. I like slow burns, but shit, give me some more, man. Like, don't just put out crumbs. Give me at least a breadcrumb so that way I could be like, all right, cool, I'm satisfied. Um, Paige even was exactly. Um, Paige was made for this moment. Yes, he was. But again, I wanted Kenny to still have some jabs in his promos towards Hangman. So that way that momentum does not drop off. Um, that was the booking's fault for not building a storyline in his absence. Yes, 100%. And grabbing, uh, grabbing the belt was famous in Mid-South. Yeah, I know that. I know that part. Yes, yes. yes it was. I know that part. Um, so... With that being said, let's talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is definitely one of my favorite um, companies to watch and just talk about because I understand story there. Um, so New Japan Strong and New Japan Power Struggle. Let's let's talk about it because shout out to the shout out to the commentators at New Japan Strong. Shout out to the whole roster. Shout out to Tanakani. Shout out to the Bullet Club. Shout out to the fucking Dog Club. And shout out to Wonderful host. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, did you? Uh. Thank you for all that. Uh. Did you manage to watch Power Struggle? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Oh God! Like, like what the frick? It was. It was just looking at me going like, what the hell did I just look at? I mean, come on. It was just. It was just looking at me crazy. All right. So you wanna you wanna go first and just tell me. Um, your thoughts and stuff like that, and I'll jump in. Oh, bro, Jesus Christ. Where the fuck do I begin? Where the fuck do I begin? Sorry, we could only start in the middle, work our way backwards. Um, I mean, I, I skipped some matches, but, um, you know, I skipped, like, the first couple of them, because I wanted to see, uh, the, the, the trios match and, like, beyond. Well, let's start with the trios. Let's start with the trios. Let's start. There. All right, so go ahead, man. What's your thoughts on that? Swear to God, that is quick and based. A lot of tags in and out, and really a lot of good storytelling is to be had. And swear to God, we we know 
we know that that a lot that a lot of those guys are definitely are definitely going to be top contenders for for any title, whether it's the tag titles of the heavyweight division or a lot or a junior division, or even or even going.
so why not? You know, we'll, we'll do um, dub or it could just be rev. Um, it could be that. But like, you know, like I said, um, if I ever have like a t-shirt or something, they ever make jerseys, there'll be storyteller on the back for me. Um, but yeah, so like, Stroll uses a wrench, which I think that's, I think that's hilarious. He, he's nicknamed, he's nicknamed Murder Machine and he uses a freaking wrench. Uh, at the end of the match. That's crazy. That's crazy. So after the match, uh, Yo comes out and Yo is wearing all white while Stroll is still in dark colors. And this is going to be an amazing story just because of light versus dark, evil versus good and stuff like that. You know, uh, show turning on Yo finally and them going their separate ways and, you know, and they are both included in Best of the, Su- Best of the Super Juniors, which we're going to get there soon. Um, aside from that, I, I, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to Best of the Super Juniors because if I'm, if I'm able to watch, if I'm able to watch the, uh, the stuff on YouTube, if I'm able to watch the stuff on YouTube when, when it's available, I will definitely, I will definitely watch it. I will definitely watch it. But if we're able, if we're able to watch it here on Discord, then hell, I'm up for it. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, of course, but like I said, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, let's see. Uh aside from the trios, um my brain is automatically gonna jump into freaking Tama versus um Oh before that we had Kensa versus uh yeah, but first let's go to Kensa versus um Tanahashi. As much as like I love Tanahashi, uh, and Tanahashi this year has been, like, the angel in the darkness of everything that we're going through. They don't allow him to hold on to a belt for, like, a really long time. And I don't know why they do that. Um, you know, I wish that, um, they really stopped doing that and give him a really long time. But then again, you know, I would like that, well, I like that Kenta, um, has the title. Uh, it was a really good match back and forth. I really uh, loved it, but again, they're doing the whole, they're doing the whole Jesus thing. They're doing the whole Jesus thing. So doing the whole Jesus thing with Tanahashi, and literally, and literally, the devil thing with with uh, Kenta. Basically, after after the victory, after the victory that Kenta had, as we all know, Kenta calls out CM Punk. Can't have GPS versus GPS. Go to sleep versus go to sleep. That's gonna be a classic. That's gonna be a classic in and of itself if we ever get if we ever get that far. Um, I'm going to bust your bubble. It is not gonna be a classic. Um, it should be. It it should be a classic. But CM Punk has been avoiding Kenta for years. So the the real question is, will Tony Khan allow CM Punk to fight Kenta? Because, again, CM Punk has been avoiding Kenta for years, and CM Punk avoids actual real fighters. So, I don't think so. Oh, don't get your, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> like, don't, don't, really, don't really get your hopes up, guys. Um, it looks good on paper, but, again, you know, CM Punk is picking specific people. Um, that's why I'm a little surprised that he picked uh, Eddie Kingston to, like, try to fight. Um, because I'm like, yo, Eddie Kingston, like, in, in a real fist fight, you wouldn't win. Um, but, <laughs> let me stop. Let me go back to, uh, Kenta versus, uh, Tana. Um, 
that was a really good match back and forth. Um, I really enjoy when Kenta uh, wrestles, and I really enjoy when uh, Kenta speaks both English and Japanese. Like, I love it. Yeah. I love it. One day, I'm going to need Kenta to teach me Japanese. Like, he will be one of my teachers. Um, that's what I want. Um, what was the match before that one? Uh, I mean, we could definitely talk about Taba versus Okada. That, that shit, man. So, I like these deep dives of, like, these, um, of these matches. Um, and this, this match is different from the G1 match. Um, totally different. Uh, these two are not the same matches, which is a good thing. There was stuff that was done in the first one, which is very surprising. When I say the first one, I mean the G1. And then when it comes to Power Struggle, um, Tama wasn't able to get the Tongue and Driller in in order to defeat um, Okada. Um, he didn't do he didn't do the the the, the guillotine choke, um, which is which is called the uh, Milano special. Uh, he didn't get the chance to do that to Okada. Okada was on his game, right? Okay, see, I, I'm getting all giddy talking about this shit because I like going in depth to this shit for story wise. Even though, even though Okada, even though Okada is married to one to one of the uh, local to one of the local people who does anime, uh, who does anime stuff, and he has to be being a freaking nerd, be being a freaking nerd all, all around, like literally. That, that that that's a that's a great that's a great behind the scenes of Okada being on personal personalized degree. I mean that that's something that you don't learn. That's something that you don't learn. Uh, you wrestling. You, you just have to dig. You just have to dig a little bit. Okay, but we're not here to expose the personal lives of wrestlers. <laughs> But yes, I do. I do know that. Like, it's just, it's just a little fun fact, though. Yeah, it's I know. Fun fact. But I, I personally don't like exposing the personal lives of of, of wrestlers. I, I just really don't. Unless, unless we're given permission. That's all. Uh, we gotta stick to the facts. Of, yeah, we gotta stick to the facts of, of stuff like this. Uh, but mm-hmm. oh yeah. So um, Okada was definitely on his game plan when he was facing Tama during the whole entire thing. So like. Tama kept going for the gun. He kept going for the gun stun. He never. The only time he actually tried to like really execute it was when um he does like the chip breaker. Yeah, it's kind of a jumping. It's kind of a jumping stunner, right? Yeah, um, it's basically what Carl Anderson uses. It's the same. It's the same move. Uh, Carl Anderson like gave it to him like when he left. God. But um. So the only time that like it sort of works is when Tama does like a variation of it as like a chin breaker to Okada to get him to the outside. Um, throughout the whole entire match, like Okada was ready for those gun stun attempts, and like it never really happened. And I'm like, yo, Okada learned very quickly from the G1 all the way to Power Struggle that like he has to avoid the gun stun at all costs. And I'm like, all right, cool. So Okada has your number. Tama with a gun stun, like you have to like pull out something different. Um, that's that's definitely the one highlight that makes it different from the G one because obviously in the G one fight, Okada was just like, oh, it's Tama, you know, like whatever. It's Tama from the Bullet Club. How many times has has, has Okada faced the Bullet Club? So many times, you know. He never really gave Tama like the time of day to be like he's an actual great fucking wrestler until the G one happened. Okada lost. And then he brushes Tama off after Tama is like, yo, I beat you during the G1. I should get a shot at that briefcase, now turned title. 
Um, and so in in Power Struggle, if you guys go back and watch it to when Okada comes out and he has that that stare to um to basically Tama, that's all you need to know about uh, Ta- uh no, that's all you need to know about Okada's feelings towards Tama. And I'm just like, this is this is perfect storytelling. This is perfect story that makes me so giddy that I'm like, oh, I went back to go watch it again so that way I could be like, all right, I got my notes down. But um, yeah, Okada was not letting Tama do his normal things. And then I think the one thing in the match that Tama um sort of like fucked up on was that while um Okada was on the outside, he went back into the ring to be like, you know, the good guy to let the count out happen, but then the bullet club mentality switched on, so he went out, he did a suplex to Okada, went back into the ring, and the count restarted, and I'm like, you know, bullet club, I've always praised them for using the outside environment to their advantage. They are one of the best in the business that, that are very destructive, and they know how to use it. I really wish that even though this is a really good fight, and Jado didn't interfere, that Tama would have, like, hurt the shit out of Okada during the, um, the outside. And this would have been a clean victory without interference. Yeah, definitely. It would have been a clean victory without interference if Tama did not allow that little time for Okada to rest. Because you never want Okada to dictate the pace of the match. If he dictates the pace of the match, yo, you better somehow trip him up and, like, take advantage. Because that's it. Um... Or else you're screwed. Yeah. You're screwed like, like that. Uh, or, or, or Okada is definitely a master at, at this game, at like professional wrestling and all that. Like, this is why he's the golden boy and like the top tier. But again, like, if you have him dictate the match, like he was dictating uh, the G1 match until Thomas started pulling out uh, tricks that like we don't really see him pull out. And that's like, Okada's probably like, oh shit, Thomas actually good, you know? Um, but, you know, I really enjoyed the hell out of this match, and I will have a podcast episode strictly dedicated to the differences between the G1 and, uh, Power Struggle, because it deserves all that praise and, like, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, when I'm serious about it, so, like, these are, like, my notes <laughs> that I take for this stuff that I'm, I'm really passionate about, things like that. Um... And then we give me slow morning select. Give me slow morning select, and, and also, and also, and also a casual, you know, anime nerd. That that's what you are. That's what you are. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, I appreciate it. Um, I I really like my whole goal in the business. Um, after like WWE let me go and stuff like that, and me having this podcast. Um, I still think outside the box to try to help professional wrestlers in any possible way. If professional wrestlers are stuck on their character, like, my DMs are open if you ever want to, like, bounce around ideas and stuff like that to, like, get to the next stage of your character. And it's okay if you don't, but um, to help wrestlers get themselves over um, is the one thing that, like, you know, one of my goals. To, to just get them over because I love this business so much and I can look at things differently than what the casual fan would tell you at, like, a meet and greet when they're like, hey, your match was awesome. But I'm the one that's breaking it down to be like, this is good, this is good, this is good. Make sure you focus on this, because if not, like, you know your opponent is going to take advantage of it. And if he's willing to take advantage of it, or if she's willing to take advantage of it, then you gotta do something, too, to, like, 
just to one up on them, right? Like it's a it's a two way street. It's a dance. Um, professional wrestling is a dance. It's one of the best sports that I love. And if I didn't have professional wrestling, I'll be writing novels. That's about it. Uh, and then I'll be boring. But I'm clearly not boring now. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, the main event of Power Struggle. Uh, Shingo versus Zack Zaber Jr. Yo. Yo. That match was amazing. Shingo has so much power that I'm like, this guy is so great, man. I'm happy that he is IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Um, and he represents like New Japan like like crazy and represents uh LIJ. Um, you know, uh from start to finish it was really a good one. Zach Saber Jr. is good. Um uh, there's obviously no question about it. Um he's definitely a technical wizard. Um I really enjoyed it. That's like a five star, six star match, and it's definitely like match of the year uh contender. Uh I don't really have notes to really go in depth into it, but you guys need to really watch it to watch that one. Um, but yeah, after that, they did the press conference. Um, and I think in the year 2021, it is so weird to see Okada and uh, Shingo <laughs> in this press conference with both of their belts. Because Okada is like, yo, um, I want the G1, but I don't want a briefcase. I want the championship title. And he brings the version four, the belt we all love, from home, and he's in this press conference with Shingo, and I'm like, what? what is happening? This this is going to be undisputed, and I'm saying this for me, for me as a wrestling fan, this needs to happen, the undisputed IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Make that match happen. So, do we end up having a triple threat where it's Okada versus Shingo versus Will Ospreay? <laughs> let's do it. Let's, let's kick this match up a notch and have it no disqualification. Anything goes. I mean, I guess, man. I guess we could do that. I just don't want um freaking... Osprey getting hurt again, and like no one has asked Osprey how his neck is. Um, I mean, I will ask it out here and into the universe. Maybe I'll tweet at him and be like, "Yo, how's your neck?" Because uh, no one has asked him. Um, I just want to make sure it's okay. Um, right. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe we will get a unification. But then, what's the point if the belt that Shingo has is already a unification of the old belt plus the Intercontinental, like? Why would we have a unification? <laughs> yeah, so like it wouldn't make sense for it. Um, but Okada did say that he has more um ideas in mind, you know, for like I guess the belt and like other things he wants to do. And I'm here like, okay, Okada, like all right, slow down, man, you know. But Okada gets what he wants. Uh, that's why like Tama during his backstage segment was like, congratulations, Okada, but fuck you. I was like, oh, it's like, oh, that's Tama. That's Tama for you. Um, But I know I'm probably missing a really good match from Power Struggle, but those were like the four or five. I can't count right now. Those <laughs> um, were four. Those four? Were, there, was a, there was a second one. 
And like I was saying, the the ones I talked about, the trios match, Kenta, Tana, Okada. Yeah, I only talked about four. Um, those are the ones that stood out to me, and those are the ones that have the most story that I can definitely go in depth to be like, hey, they did this move because this is in this, and this is how it translates to like the overall story and stuff. Uh, cause you gotta take into account like Okada is very arrogant, and this is where. Well, we're going to get to fantasy booking in, in a little bit because I just realized something, like an outcome that happened during Power Struggle, which let's jump into New Japan Strong. Um, so, uh, first of all, uh, before I get to my, my fantasy booking, uh, for New Japan Strong, for the, the showdown in Philly, because it's finally up on uh, New Japan World, um, yep. I was not expecting TJP to uh, take the pin for the LA Dojo to win. So it was a tag team match. It was TJP and um, Will Ospreay representing United Empire taking on LA Dojo, Ren Narita, and Clark Connors, which, by the way, both of them are fantastic. Um, I did not expect TJP to take the loss. I did not expect United Empire to take the loss. Oh, shit, I just remember the power struggle match of the Great O'Connor versus Yano. We'll, we'll, we'll make our way back. Oh. Um, we will make our way back. Um, but anyway, yeah, I wasn't, I was like, um, I didn't think TJP would take the loss, but it was a really good match, uh, from start to finish. Um, I just, my question to, like, TJP would be, like, how is the crowd different from MLW to New Japan fans? Because when I was there for Fightland, um, not many, I guess, many people booed him. Uh, for like MLW fans, and then in New Japan Pro Wrestling, people boo him anyway. So I guess it's, there's no difference. But that must be really like it's, weird. It's because uh, it's because he's a heel. It's because he's a bad guy. Yeah, I, I totally get all that. But like sometimes when you represent like MLW, you might get a different reaction than when you represent New Japan. You know, you're dealing with two different crowds. So like that's the only thing that I would ask to be like. Yo, how does it really feel about like two different crowds when you have to like play what you gotta play? Even though he plays a heel on, a heel on both, it's like how does it really really feel, you know? Um, and then we find out that November thirteenth is a uh, battle battle in the valley, uh, which is gonna be at San Jose. Not just battle in the valley, but we also got but we also got full gear by that point too. Yeah, it's on the same day. So. Uh, Full Gear and New Japan Battle in the Valley are on the same day. Um, so, um, if you guys want to watch Battle in the Valley, you can. It will be on Fight TV. I don't know for how much. If you have the New Japan World, most likely you're getting the Japanese commentary on New Japan World, uh, which I'm used to Japanese commentary already, so like I'm okay with that. Um, so, the card for that one is that Will Ospreay will be taking on Ren Narita. Which is gonna be a fantastic match. I do not see Ren Narita uh, winning that match. I don't see him doing that though. I have the exact, I have the exact same uh, feeling about that. I have the exact same feeling about that. No pun intended, and no, no ill will. Will he's great. He's great, but he he, he will be coming up short this 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 time around. He will be coming up short this time. Are you saying that uh, Will's gonna lose to Renarita? Yeah. Wow. That that's a that's a really big wow. Okay, but 
Ren, Ren Arena was saying in his backstage comments that he doesn't want that fake championship belt. So if he does pin Osprey, not only will Ren get like bragging rights, but like, are do you think that they're gonna continue that feud? Because Osprey's whole freaking goal for the for the American tour is to just beat the shit out of the LA Dojo guys. Like that's why I find it weird that you're like. Osprey's gonna lose to 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 Narita. Well, it seems more of them to give Osprey some heat, though. But to give Osprey some heat, even if he loses, even if he loses, this doesn't give the LA Dojo the credibility that they need because they've been they've been taking they've been taking a few bumps on the road, but they've also been coming back. They just need redemption. At this point, with with the Mexican going down, and I think I think with with Will, he's just he's just he just he just wants to beat he just wants to beat up you know the LA Dojo, just just for kicks I guess. I guess so. I mean, um, it's not really like too clear about like why he wants to really pick apart the LA Dojo when he could be in uh, New Japan. He could have been during. He could have been in the G One. You know, he could have faced Shingo, and they could have had their thing of like, "Yo, who's the real IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title?" But Osprey's out here representing strong and all that kind of stuff, having like a lighter sort of schedule in a way. Even though like wrestling is not really that easy, but um, no, but yeah, I just don't see them giving the victory over to uh, Ren Narita because you know that they're gonna have to have eyes in the back of their head, even though TJP is. Teaming up with Jeff Cobb to take on uh, more LA Dojo members, uh, Carl Fredericks and uh, Clark Connors. So that's going to be a very interesting. And, and, one. I remember, and I remember Jeff Cobb. And I remember Jeff Cobb not just not just him being on that, but also him being being a part of Lucha Underground back in the day. So really, it's not even that. It's not really that hard. Yeah, um, and then uh, spoiler alert. Um, during the MLW tapings of War Chamber, which unfortunately I was not able to be there, but with people putting it up on uh, Twitter, uh, Jeff Cobb yep. did uh, come back to MLW in his, I guess, Lucha Underground character to be a special member of the War Chamber, to be part of that. Um, but, yeah, so, like, you know... They've got me interested now. So, you know, Jeff Cobb and TJP teaming up is a really interesting combination. Um, and either way, Renarita is going to have to have eyes in the back of his head and definitely have some help because you know that Osprey may or may not have some cheating going on, but I just don't see Ren getting the win um, for that one. Um, the, uh, the other thing, too, is that I wanted to do the fantasy booking for this one. So, of course... You know, I am wearing a Jay White t-shirt, and I love Jay White, and I don't ever want to doubt uh, King Switch and everything like that. But because of what happened at Power Struggle, because and Yoda... He has, his own, and he has his own Bullet Club faction. That's true. He has his own Bullet Club faction, too. Uh, what? You mean like Jay White? He, he was a part of Bullet Club at, at one point. He was a... Jay White is still part of Bullet Club. He came in right yeah, after Kenny. Yeah, yeah, because really, 
it was a it was a split it was a split faction between the OGs and and the elite. Cause cause I think cause I think the OGs still consists of of Gorillas of Destiny uh and and um I forget the others. The 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 OGs are just uh Tama and Fale. There's like yeah. no one else as like OGs OGs. Ah. Yeah, so Jay White never had his own like faction. He's been leader ever since Penny got removed. So yeah. Um so anyway, as you guys know, I'm a huge Jay White fan. Um because of what happened at Power Struggle of Ishii Goto and Yoshihashi no longer being the six man never openweight championship tag team champions. Um that means that EP has the chance to dethrone King Switch for that never overweight championship belt. And judging on me watching wrestling for so long, like I don't want to believe it. And if it does come to Ishii taking the title off of Jay White, there's probably gonna be some dissension. And Jay White is uh, definitely not going to take the loss very well. And he's going to start blaming people. And this is where my fantasy bookie came into play. Because before, you know, with the whole thing of Jay White giving certain comments about uh, there's way too many people in Bullet Club and that people are going to need to start, like, cutting people. And how, like, Tama was, like, trying to remind him of, like, yo, you know, you should actually be here and be a leader and all this kind of stuff. The back and forth banter. I think eventually we may have, and this is just me fantasy booking, um, eventually we're going to have Jay White versus Tama, only because I saw some similarities between Okada's arrogance and what he was doing and how Jay White has something similar along the lines of Okada. This is why they're two alpha males and they can't really get along because they really are similar if you really look at it. So I think eventually we'll get to Tama versus Jay White. And the only reason why I'm saying it like this is because I'm very hesitant <laughs> to really put that out there into the universe because I'm not sure exactly if that's a good idea if that's really going to happen. But I do know now that because Ishii is no longer a champion and he's going against Jay White for the Never Openweight Championship title, which, by the way, I'm really tired of Jay White versus Ishii because they're both they're very special guys. They could put on special matches. I just don't want them to run their course and they ran their course and whatever. I just think that when it comes to Battle in the Valley, Ishii is probably going to take that belt off of Jay White. And I don't know what's going to happen. He got to. He got to. He got to. Why? He got to. I mean, literally. Probably, probably for probably for the best. Because honestly, because honestly, with with Jay, this could be the beginning of the the same change as, as the bag. Yeah, we, we we've been hoping for this. We've been hoping for this. We've been hoping for this. Well, I don't, I don't want Bullet Club members to fight again. Like I hated the whole fucking Bullet Club Civil War we got in Ring of Honor. And by the way, I don't think Cody ever fucking needed the Bullet Club. Like that was fucking stupid. He should have never been in the Bullet Club. But um. I don't, I don't remember Civil War. Like, I know these guys too much to, like, 
have another civil war and go through the fucking emotional heartbreak <laughs> the way it's part of the first one. I just keep telling you all the way. I don't want to be like, I have to choose between Kama or Jay White. Like, no. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I really don't want to do that. <laughs> I really don't because then I'm like, yo, I, I freaking love Jay White because, you know, he gets me invested into his character and shit and he's you know, a really awesome guy, and then you have Tama, who's, like, fucking fantastic, and I'm like, I can't, I can't choose. So this is why, like, I was saying it the way that I was saying it, because I don't want it to be true if it does happen to end, to be that way. But then again, if any of them listens to this, like, they can always adjust. Yeah. Um, but I, I really don't, I really don't want that. Um. I wonder what the comments, I, I wonder what the comments will be on this. Um, eventually we'll get, uh, no one has really commented much yet, uh, but it's okay. Um, on the replay, people will probably leave a comment, which by the guys, which by the guys, oh my God, my brain, this is why it's live. And, um, you know, I have no edit button. Uh, if you guys want to leave a comment, leave a comment. It'll greatly, it'll greatly help us out. Um, but other than that, like, um, also for Battle of the Valley, we have, Juice Robinson versus Moose. Um, it should be for Battle of the Valley. Battle in the Valley. Um, I don't see Juice... I don't even know if it's for the title. But I don't see Juice taking the title off of Moose. That'd be interesting. I don't see Juice... I don't see Juice... I don't see Juice Robinson taking the title... T- taking the championship... Taking the impact title away from Moose because Moose has, you know, the power game and he has speed as well with his dancing. Which is really dangerous, even for a big man like him. It is. He's been I mean, during his promo, during his promo just just about last week or so, just about last week or so, he was doing he was taking pot shots, he was taking shots at 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 AEW, AEW, like for real. Even with the speech and everything, you know, to his character, it works. It works. Uh, well, a lot of people, but for a lot of people saying, but for a lot of people saying, you know, with, with, with Moose, you know, having the credibility that he has because he was a part.
a master and student kind of thing with 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 Jews and and Italian because those two because those two you know feed off each other like like say like say you know with with um with with Fit Finley and and you know and, you know with, when Fit Finley was having a WCW days. Uh-huh. This is this is exactly why that that you know with David Finley, you know, he's he's second generation, the third generation of a of a of a wrestler who who was a part of who was a part of you know the wrestling business. And this could be said for let's say Randy Orton. This could be said for, you know, for freaking Thomas Onga. This could be said for, you know, the Usos younger brother. Who just recently? Who just recently debuted in NXT 2.0? Uh-huh. And and literally to 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 that point, we have we have second generation and third generation. We have second generation and third generation wrestlers who are a part of NXT, who are a part of New Japan, who are part of Ring of Honor, and who are part of you know Impact Wrestling that that need to branch out more and that need to have you know. Great matches, whether it's dream matches, whether it's hypothetical matches in in fantasy books, whether it's you know just championship brands that that need to be pushed a lot more or pushed or pushed a lot less. Whether it's whether it's getting annoying, whether it's getting good, whether it's you know getting stale or or not. Uh-huh. We are know yet. Yeah. Um... You know, I just thought that was like a very uh, wholesome uh, picture and stuff. Um, so whatever happens, um, obviously I will be like in support or whatever happens. We'll see what happens. Um, quickly going back to um, Power Struggle. I knew I forgot a match and it was that uh, amateur wrestling match of Yano versus uh, the Great Khan. And in the Great Khan's corner, you had uh, Aaron Hinari. Um why the fuck does Yano always win these matches? Like whatever peanut butter wrestling match, even if I'm asking that, even if I'm asking that, like like even if I'm following New Japan, I'm asking myself the same thing. I'm asking myself the same thing. I'm like, yo, why the fuck does Yano win this match? Uh, spoiler alert, guys! Yano won the fucking amateur wrestling match by a point against the Great Okan, which was fucking stupid. Um, sometimes I think those things are rigged, and I'm like, yo, I believe the Great Khan and Aaron Hanare way more better for, like, MMA amateur fighting rather than Yano. And I'm like, oh my god, freaking Yano, man. Yano wins fucking everything. Like, one of these days, like, someone's gonna have to reveal the fucking secret of how he wins. Um, but, uh, on the flip side, I do appreciate the fact that New Japan Pro Wrestling does a lot of different style matches just to interrupt like the serious matches and the matches you know that will be really great um i guess great star rating wise i really don't want to use the word banger key component, great key component within within the within the mashup of of wrestling yeah um to the point where I was like, oh, it's great to know that New Japan Pro Wrestling had the kinky side because they had a handcuff match. So it's great to know oh that. Oh, God. What? Why? Why? So, hold on. It, it was like a Royal Rumble style type of thing. And if you got handcuffed to one of the various handcuffs, either around the ring or in the ring, you were eliminated uh, from it. You just had to watch what happened. This, this was one... 
uh, Chase Owens took the King of Pro Wrestling uh, Championship from Yano, and then Yano got it back after a hardcore match. But yeah, um, New Japan being geeky. Uh, which I still want New Japan. I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind uh, New Japan sponsoring me, but you know, you got you got to call it as it is. The kinkiness. Anyway, Jesus Christ. Let's talk about the best of the Super Juniors, and then right after that, we will do some fantasy booking, and then we are on our way out for stuff. Um. So we have the World Tag League as well. Don't forget, we have the World. Yeah, I I said we got a fantasy booking because the um the the, the list hasn't come out yet. But I do have the names for the best of the Super Junior 28. So we have Taguchi, Master Wado, Robbie Eagles, Yo, Hiromu, Bucci, El Desperado, Yoshinobu, Doki, uh, Ishimori, El Fantasmo, and Sho. I, you know, I don't mind El Fantasmo there, but I was really enjoying El Fantasmo's chemistry with Chris Bay and Hikaleo in uh, Impact Wrestling and stuff, and I'm like, yo, why would you take them? Like, they could not add Hikaleo and Chris Bay to the Best of the Super Juniors if Hikaleo is allowed to be part of Best of the Super Juniors, but why couldn't they add Chris Bay into this? Yeah, like, really? <laughs> the finesse, man. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. Come on now. Which, by the way, he has fit perfectly into Bullet Club, and I really enjoy that Chris Bay is there and more of his personality is coming out. Like, it's a really good, it's a really good transition. Um, the only thing that I am really interested with is uh, Yo versus uh, Show, just for, like, the story-wise and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so, hold on. We have... Corey B. Elite, he just came into the chat. Yo, what's up, man? How's it going? Um, and obviously, I didn't say um, what's up to Vortex. Vortex, you're amazing. You know this. Um, I love you either way. Thanks for always being in the chat and everything like that. And you're learning about wrestling. You're, um, you're going to be like, wow, this is a lot to take in. Um, Robbie Eagles styles his hair like an eagle which is kind of interesting. I was noticing that during Power Struggle. I was like, yeah, your name fits. Um, but then again, he did betray Bullet Club, so, you know, I got a gotta joke on him. Um, yeah, I was just hoping that we would have got, like, fresh names um, in Best of the Super Juniors, but I understand that they were probably, like, pressed for time in order to do it. Um, but, yeah, I'm probably going to be watching every match, maybe give you some, maybe give you guys, like, some feedbacks on the match, uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to Yo and Show. Uh, any other uh, comments you want to make about Best of the Super Juniors? Man, I hope I hope this turns out to be an instant classic because from the past Super Juniors that we've had from from at least from at least 2018 till now that we've had, it's been nothing short of of amazing. Because the only two, because the only two that I've missed were 2020 and 2019. Yep. And with that, we're just going to fantasy book World Tag League. Um, I did not create anything for it, but I do know that I want the Gorillas of Destiny in there. I do know I want any form of the United Empire. So that means once Jeff Cobb comes back, I don't know if we're going to get Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb, or Jeff Cobb and Hanare, or Hanare and the Great O'Conn, but, but as long as my boy Hanare is in that 
um, World Tag League with either Jeff Cobb or Gray O'Conn, I am happy. Just because, you know, freaking um, Hanari was over in uh, New Zealand for like a very, very long time. Um, and even though he was training for his comeback to wrestle in Japan, like, I can finally get to watch him wrestle again. And, like, I'm very happy about that. So, I need him to wrestle. I need New Japan to actually, like, use him. Um, so, any form of that. Uh, let's see what other tag teams I can think of. Oh, obviously, you know, Hot the Third is probably going to be in that. Just because. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that means it's probably going to be uh, evil and usual. Because Show is in Best of the Super Juniors. How's the torture and they come back? They, they, need, they need this W. They need that W. But they're, but they're already six-man tag champions. I don't know if they really need the W. Right. Um, I, I would I would give the W to like a new tag team, um, like you know, um, maybe like the United Empire. I'm like leaning more towards the United Empire. Um, Tom, Tom and Aloha have been fantastic. They're seven time tag team champions, so like you know they can always make it eight. They're always like going to be yeah, the best. Yeah, because they 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 match they match the tag they match the tag of the Usos when it comes to Edge and Christian. But hey man, so oh. oh, okay. I mean, I said the Usos because they, they tied the Usos at seven. Yeah, um, they, they tied with that because remember, because remember, it's family versus family. Come on. Even though, even though it's different islands, man, it's different islands, but it's still family. Still family with those guys. Come I mean, I mean we, we know hey, that. I would, I would go with God. Hmm. I would go with God. I would go with God. Maybe, right? Maybe the reason why Chris Bay and Hikaleo may not be in Best of the Super Juniors, again, if anybody wants to correct me on if Hikaleo can be part of it, you guys can, because I don't know the weight limit. Imagine if New Japan is like, hey, we need uh, Hikaleo and Chris Bay to come over for World Tag League and be a tag team. Like, I would, I would lose my shit. I would be like, this is great. To have them come over and be part of World Tag League. Uh, who else is on the roster? Oh, obviously, it got announced that Naito will be in World Tag League with Sonata. Uh, Naito did not need any uh, surgery on his knee. During the G1, uh, he landed very awkwardly when he was facing Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, and even though he finished the match, uh, he still needed a little bit more help getting out and getting to the back. But he did not need any surgery, but he will be seen uh, in uh, World Tag League with Sonata. Um, let's see, who else do we need? Uh, maybe it's it's going to be Goto and Yoshihashi. Part of it, yeah. you know? Um, man, these are the guys that like are really doing the rounds and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do you Can you think of anybody else that you want to be in the... World Tag League. Whoa. Man, how about how about we have pretty much? I, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking of how about if we get if we ever do a heavyweight version of it, we we should totally we should totally have you know since we still have the partnership with Ring of Honor, since we still have the partnership with Ring of Honor and everything. We we don't have, have hold on wait we don't have a partnership with Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, uh, Ring of Honor is on hiatus. We don't have a partnership with Ring of Honor. Do you mean Impact? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we should at least 
we, we should at least we should at least you know have uh have uh we should at least have J Jason Alexander and 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 Petey Williams. We should have those two. Get uh, Petey Williams accepted um, an offer from WWE to be a producer, so he's not he's not with Impact at the moment. Yeah, so you mean Josh Alexander and whoever else that they that he wants to have? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would love to see some um Impact guys uh be part of World Tag League um and stuff. So that would be really nice. Um, you know, maybe I should sit down and be like, yo, this is like the fantasy matchups <laughs> that I want. Um. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to give your Comments, predictions, uh, fantasy booking about who you would like to see in World Tag League. Make sure to drop a comment. That would be very great. So I will, you know, interact with them and be like, yay, boo, or nay. But I'll, I'll be like, oh, that's that's really interesting. Uh, but, yeah, that does it from, from me and everything else. Um, do you have any closing comments in, in general or anything? <laughs> well, my closing comments is, is for everybody who's commented and for everybody who's who supported Marie Shells, keep doing, keep doing your thing. And for everybody else who's who's been who's been a part of this this whole thing, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Always, always follow Marie Shells on what she's doing on Twitter or even Discord for that matter. And with that being said, you can catch me at at Revenant R. Revenant R on Twitter. Pretty much, if you if you do have Facebook, if you do have Facebook, just just catch me as my, as my real name. It's uh, Brandon Parks. If you, if you just want to talk, that's fine. If, if you want to catch me on Instagram and talk, just catch me on Punish Raven four twenty six. And uh, yeah. All right. So, um. As you can tell, this is not my normal setup where um, I have like the little screen and like the whiteboard and everything like the first time around. I'm trying out Discord because I want to create a community that basically removes all the negativity and toxicity that you see on Twitter. So if Discord is your thing where you want to talk wrestling, you want to do off topics, you want to collaborate with other people in the network, and you definitely just want to get the word out there, uh, the link to the Discord will be down in the description. So make sure you click it. And if you want to be a part of the round table here, you are more than welcome to do it. I will make sure to always put like an announcement inside Discord where um, you know, you'll know when I'm going to go live, the topics I'm going to talk about, and it'll be just like this. Me and Reverend just talking, bouncing off ideas from each other, and me trying to be a great host while it's live, and I cannot edit anything because as you probably saw earlier, I'm, I'm going to bother her. I'm going to bother her because she was bothering me so this is live and unedited, and here's my cat again. Um, you know, to have a really fun time. And that, that's what I've always aimed to do is have a fun time. So if Discord is your thing and you want a more positive, inclusive uh, community, come on over to uh, the Square Circle Podcast Discord. Um, this was just really great. I wanted to talk about wrestling topics for like a really long time, uh, especially like this past week because it's been piling up. But... Again, I do have individual podcast episodes. So with that, if you enjoyed this video, make sure to hit that like button, leave a comment, hit that subscribe button, and also the bell notifications. And if you guys want, anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast is for all regular 
podcast with no video, and then there's Patreon and everything else. Again, all that stuff will be down in the description. I really don't want to make this a long ending, but I really highly appreciate everyone in the chat. I highly appreciate Rev for hanging out with me and just talking wrestling. And um, just stay tuned to my Twitter, at Maria underscore Shadows, to know when I'm going to go live. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I will see you guys on the next one.